Jim Harbaugh going to the Los Angeles Chargers and now breaking just as we record. Dave Canales, offensive coordinator of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, will be the next head coach of the Carolina Panthers and a whole lot more coming up on today's Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Love all the everydayers out there. Make sure you're all subscribed up on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcast. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by Prize Picks. Daily fantasy sports made easy. The easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. All right. Jim Harbaugh, he's back in the NFL, Matt, and it is with the Los Angeles Chargers. And uh, they did not let him out of the building. We heard yesterday that it was uh, an interview ongoing in Los Angeles with the Chargers that maybe he'd be flying back to Atlanta for another interview. And that was not to be Jim Harbaugh, now the new coach of Justin Herbert and the Los Angeles Chargers team here. And I there's two reasons, Matt, that stand above all else that I love this move for the Los Angeles Chargers. And it was the move we projected for the Chargers. I thought it was the best fit. I thought it was the hardball fit coming back to the NFL. Confidence. The confidence he instills in his team and especially his quarterbacks, the position he played is paramount to young Justin Herbert's career, I think, going forward. It's, it's the perfect guy at the perfect time that I think Justin Herbert's knees right now after probably confidence is shaken in the entire organization right now with the way things went the last few years under the former head coach. 100%. I think this is tremendous for Herbert. Now, I want to talk about the future here in a couple minutes. I mean, it might be a rocky road for a while for this organization, but we'll get to that. Um, Herbert's the most important entity. I commend the Chargers ownership for presumably spending a big buck and going and getting a whale. I mean, they're a little frugal, you know, to say the least. I mean, compared to the other 31 owners, they're kind of at the bottom of the list in terms of wanting to spend. But Harbaugh turned San Diego State, and maybe his San Diego days, he got to know some people with the San Diego Chargers. I just put that two to two together. Maybe not. I don't know. But you know, put that uh, organization on the map, and then Stanford. there were probably some some dinners and some some some. There always is. That were attended. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, and he was a big name guy when he got there. So mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I bet that there was a relationship formed at that point. Stanford, he did really really well with. Uh, took over, as you remember, a kind of a train wreck Niner team, the Singletary years, and turned them very very respectable. And we're on, go ahead. It was the same group. It was like you're a bad team. Here's the same group of players. Oh, never mind. We're going to cha- NFC championships and, and Super Bowls. It was, yeah, it was I mean, an overnight change with Jim Harbaugh. Like the one of the best recent examples of coaching matters. I mean, yeah. you'd say that, right? Okay, no doubt. 
so Michigan is closer to me than people might realize. It's like four and a half hours away. I have many buddies that went there. They're all distraught because finally now they're beating Ohio State and, you know, they're a powerhouse. And I've known a lot of people that have met Harbaugh over the years. And eccentric is a very kind word of saying him. I mean, he is out there. He's wacko. He's competitive to no end. But boy, he gets results, man. I mean, if I was a Chargers fan, I'd be pretty happy. Yep, yeah, I think I think it's a perfect fit. And the other thing Jim Harbaugh can do is put together a really good coaching staff around him. Um, you know, there's no like Harbaugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's going to have really good coaches. It's funny because I saw the you know basically the timing of the Harbaugh news with the Fangio news because Harbaugh's done this before, right? He went from Stanford mm-hmm. to the San Francisco 49ers, and Fangio was his defensive coordinator in both spots. Went with him, right? Ah. I saw Fangio mutually agrees with the Miami Dolphins. More on Fangio in a minute. Uh, turns out he's not going to go to the the Los Angeles Chargers. I thought, oh man, he just plucked a guy from another that already has a job. Did, wow, okay, it's going to be Fangio and Harbaugh again, but it's not. Uh, Vic Fangio is actually going to the Philadelphia Eagles. Is the latest reporting here on Thursday morning from Adam Schefter. So it looks like the defense coordinator spots being filled now for the Philadelphia Eagles with Vic Fangio. But Jim Harbaugh is pulling a trick out of his old hat, and it looks like he's bringing Minter, his DC from Michigan over with him to the Los Angeles Chargers, according to uh, some rumored reports. Nothing official yet. Okay, okay. Yeah, so we'll hear about the staff of these, you know, all these things, you know, sooner than later. Um, You want to talk Chargers cap real quick? It's insane to me. Okay. So I pulled this up on SpotTrack. It's one of the worst cap situations I've ever seen. And they are fortunately picking early. They fortunately do have what I think is a total stud young quarterback. And they're paying them, and that's great. But these are their cap hits of guys making over eight million in terms of cap hits. Like Trey Pimpkins is a starting right tackle. He's making eight point seven. Eric Kendricks is an old dude for making nine two. Like that's not the worst thing I ever saw. You can get around those things, but it's still, you know, a lot of money for just those two that you don't get a ton from. Corey Lindsley, who now has heart problems, unfortunately, is fourteen point one. Herbert's counting nineteen three, but that's going to go up drastically. But here's when things start to get a little crazy. Derwin's making 19.8, and he hasn't really made plays lately and has a hard time staying on the field. And then this is where it gets bonkers. Is there two receivers? Mike Williams is making 13.4, or, or I'm sorry, 32.4 against, he, that's his cap hit next year. And Keenan Allen's at 34.7. I mean, those are your starting receivers, which is why you drafted Quentin Johnston, but he doesn't look like he's good. And even worse, your edge guys, Joey Bosa's making 36.6 against the cap and Khalil Mack's making 38.5. Like a team like, I don't know, I mean, Carolina that doesn't have the draft picks, but they have salary cap space. I mean, could they get Mike Williams or Keenan Allen for a six round pick, you know, just to get them off the books? I mean, yes, I think so. And, and I do too. Yeah. All those contracts are a little bit different, a little bit different lengths. They're in different parts of the contracts. I think many of them, there's levers that could be pulled and, you know, either cuts or restructures mm-hmm. to really ease a lot of that. Um, but the edge rushers are the ones that I'm not sure really? about because especially with Bosa, there's a uh, there's a roster bonus that guarantees future salary. And, and and Derwin James and Bosa are similar because they're both really good players that have had a bunch of injuries. So they haven't been available. Yeah. They haven't been on the field. The injuries not only make it so you, you know, you're obviously not performing if you're not playing at all, and then have the injuries sapped some of their ability. 
that you know allowed them to sign these big contracts that they're playing on right now. So some big questions there. Bosa's one that I think will not be back. Um, and you know the the wide receiver situation. You got the fifth pick might be a good spot to draft a wide receiver, mm-hmm. but they I might bet need that's to, a pass catcher. Yeah, but they might need to move down and maybe address edge, address uh, some other positions as well, and utilize that. You know, and you're you're hoping if you're the the Chargers and Chargers fans that you're not drafting in the top five and top ten. Maybe you need to to utilize that draft capital and that power you have early in the draft this year to move down add more picks because you're going to have to replace mm. potentially a lot of impactful dudes on your roster at, at hard positions to fill i mean receivers yeah. and edge guys don't grow on trees fortunately you have a quarterback a left tackle you know you have some of the, the things in place it looks like the o-line's pretty good you know i i've heard some theories that Maybe the Chargers just, you know, take their vitamins, eat their vegetables this year and just get a massive cap hit, a lot of dead money, have a bad year, pick early. But that sure doesn't sound like Harbaugh's MO. (laughs) You know, like, let's let's just get rid of all our good players and, you know, eat our Wheaties this year and then start over. Like, that doesn't sound like what he does. A lot of big decisions to be made there, but I do think Harbaugh's a great fit and really coach quarterback. Mm -hmm. That's what matters. Whatever they do, whether they go in, you know, and just eat it all in year one and start over fresh with a cap situation and whoever's left over in 2025 and beyond. Um, But, you know, Harbaugh burns really bright and he might not be there longer than four or five years. So I don't know if it's a long term. I don't know if it's a long term hire necessarily, but it, it could it could impact immediate results. And even with less star power on the roster. So many games lost to injury with all the big names we've mentioned. Maybe it won't be that big of a deal if they do end up with a lot fewer familiar names on that roster in the win-loss yeah. call. No, yeah, you're right. Interesting hire, great hire, great for Herbert. You know, re- reinvigorates a fan base in L.A. that doesn't really go to games, and you know, I think that helps too, you know. Next, we've got a new head coach coming to the Carolina Panthers as well. Bucks offensive coordinator Dave Canales. And what's the connection? How did he end up in Carolina? Fangio to Philly. And what's next now for the eliminated Buffalo Bills coming up? Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether it's speed you're into, power, style, eBay Motors has you covered with over 122 million parts for your vehicle. You always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, which I love, I have used, you find the green check mark, it fits, and it is that easy. Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that dub. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Carolina Panthers have found their man, and it is Dave Canales, the offensive coordinator, fast riser from the Tampa Bay Bucks organization. And uh, again, coach quarterback combination is, I think, why this hire was made. Right, Matt? I 100% agree. And I, I, I know that a lot of people respect Byron Leftwich, and I thought Canales was a massive upgrade for an offensive coordinator for the Bucks, and a huge reason that they ended up 
having the success they did, winning the division, getting into the playoffs, et cetera. Um, I thought their offense was really well designed. He has a great reputation, young up-and-comer type, of course. You and I were talking off the air that I didn't put two and two together, that he, the year before, reinvigorated Geno Smith's career kind of from the grave. And then he did the same with Baker Mayfield this year. So is there something to that? I'm saying that there is. And Bryce Young's younger than them, but he needs all the help because he's fallen into that grave right now. You know, he's got one foot in. Yeah. Yeah. And and if you are the Carolina Panthers, you absolutely have to make good with that pick that you've already made with no first round pick this year and make sure that was the right guy and do everything you Mm -hmm. can to help that young quarterback because that's the best path forward. And if Bryce Young does, you know, turn out to be that, then, then you're, then you're cruising if you're the Carolina Panthers. So that's hugely important. And yeah, first-time coordinators are hot this hire. Uh, Bobby Slowick, I want to get to in a second, but mm-hmm. uh, first-time coordinator, and now he's a head coach for the Carolina Panthers, gets to work with a, a young quarterback that was just drafted number one overall. And it's interesting because uh, just a couple of days ago, David Tepper announced that the, it was the um, uh, that Dan Morgan was going to be president of football operations, GM, yeah. have the head of the personnel role and the connection with Dan Morgan and Canales is interesting too because they were both hired on Pete Carroll's staff back in 2017 and so there's always almost always a connection with you know yeah, the GMs yeah. and the coaches and they like you know if, if we got asked this in our mailbag we get asked a lot and they, they say hey Matt you you were a scout in the NFL and in college how do you get into scouting and, and their answer is always this know somebody you know sure it's all about networking it's all about the connections find someone that will give you a job or a friend that will recommend you for the job on the staff they're already on because almost every hire there's always some connection you can find between a gm and a head coach that works somewhere before before someone takes their staff and a lot of people from where they're at currently to their new job and uh no different here with dan morgan the gm in carolina in hiring a guy he's already worked with and respects and has done great work with quarterbacks in the past in dave canales so how about this? It, it, now that you mentioned that, the head coach that gave me my first job, you know, that I actually got paid for at Pitt was Walt Harris. And Walt Harris gave Pete Carroll his first job, believe it or not, <laughs> way back when at Pacific. Not way the back NFL defensive back, Walt Harris. No, not, not at all. He also gave John Gruden his first job. John Gruden had my job before me, not not that far back. You know, wow. so all these connections are crazy. I mean, they go back, you know, generations, of course, but that's how the stuff works. Unbelievable. Um, Okay, so next, I want to talk about a couple of coordinator uh, hires that are happening right now. The Eagles obviously fired both offensive and defensive coordinators after uh, just a rough end to their season. Can I interrupt you? I apologize. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I meant to say about Canales that I really like is his familiarity with the division, too. I mean, he comes from Tampa to stay in Carolina. Maybe it was fluky, but like Gannon, whenever he – with Arizona – had all kinds of success against the NFC East. You know, you game plan against those guys twice a year. I mean, so I don't, I think there's something to that. Yeah. And he's like, and he's beaten the, the, the Panthers. So you can be like, Oh, here, this is what you guys are doing wrong on defense. This is how I'm exploiting you guys. And also he's done work exploiting the rest of the teams in the division too. So we were, we were afraid of this this blitzing linebacker and you never blitzed him. What's wrong with you? You know, right. (laughs) Right. What are you doing? Uh, (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And, and obviously has a big, uh, part in hiring, you know, whatever defense coordinator that's going to be for the Carolina Panthers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Vic Fangio, 
is headed to the Philadelphia Eagles now. So it looks like that job is filled. Fangio, I think it's a, Fangio's a, a Philly guy, right? He wanted to be closer to home is apparently what, sure that. what I'm hearing about about that situation. So Vic Fangio didn't work out great. Um, I think it wasn't – there were times early in the season it was like, okay, look, you got McDaniel cooking up the offense. Now you got Fangio cooking up the defense. And at times it's like, yeah, okay, Fangio. Maybe it didn't have that big of an impact or by the end of the year. So I don't know what it was here. There was some rumors that maybe there was a little bit of a personality conflict, like, you know, Fangio's the head coach of the defense. That's it. Nobody talks to him about the defense. He's doing it. And McDaniels wanted someone he can work with a little bit closer. We've heard actually a Fangio um, understudy in uh, in Brandon Staley potentially being the new head coach for the Miami Dolphins or the new defensive coordinator for the Miami mm, Dolphins. Okay. But Adam, yeah, that um, go ahead. Yeah, okay. So when, when I heard Fangio and Miami parted ways, I had a couple of thoughts immediately is, Boy, that was a pretty darn good defense, especially once Ramsey came back before they got killed by injuries at the end and they're it's grabbing pass rushers off the street. I mean, like, he did a good job. I mean, it wasn't like we got to move on from this guy because he's lost his fastball. Yeah, you're going to have is, you're gonna yeah. have a good defense if you hire Vic Fangio. And that, yes. that's, Eagles, the Eagles have to be doing backflips. Like, oh, that's Vic Fangio's say. available? <laughs> Heck yeah, done yeah. deal. Dude, let's sign this thing. Yeah, because when I saw it, I was on my Sealer show and I'm like, boy – he must have another job lined up and they they probably are mutually parting ways. Not like we got fired. Your, your defense stinks. You don't know what you're talking about anymore, but there is a, a couple thoughts around the league and we know how this is how the league works. You know, the Shanahan offense has taken over the Legion of boom was super you know, uh, prevalent across the league for a long time. Well, Fangio's defense is kind of the hot defense at the moment. I mean, all his disciples, and there's a little bit of thought that it's starting to get figured out, and maybe the old man hasn't adapted as well as some of his disciples. I'll take my chances with that front, you know, that defensive front he has in Philly, and yeah. give him some guys on the back end. Right, too, and yeah, the, the front's important too. With yeah, we're doing the back end, and yeah, he was he was Fangio was at the forefront of doing a lot of the the cover four stuff, the, the mm-hmm. quarter coverages, and keeping stuff in front, and then rallying to tackle, not getting beat over the top, and you know, then so many other. Coaches started doing that. We saw it with the cover three around the NFL. Cover three is still one of the most prevalent uh, defenses sure. in the NFL, but you can't run it all the time. And so, because yeah. teams learn how to beat it, and then all of a sudden you've got your beaters against what you know you're going to see all the time on defense. Uh, what I thought was interesting, and I actually had some uh, some coverage data here, the, the Vic Fangio Dolphins defense ran the most cover six in the entire NFL and cover six is basically on one side of the field. You have single high, which is like cover two on the other mm-hmm. side of the field. You have uh cover four. So right. it's, it's four plus two equals six is how they right. came up. With, cover right. six is actually a three deep coverage, but you're kind of playing cover four on one side. And then you have a single high that's on the other side, kind of an, mm-hmm. uh, or a uh, uh, Tampa two sort or cover two on the other side. So that, that's sort of the idea yeah. there. You played more than that than anybody in the league. So that's interesting as well. I don't know. I don't okay. know. What that means. I just saw that data and uh, throw it out there to Philly fans. Maybe you'll see a lot of quarters, a lot of uh, uh, quarter, quarter, half coverage. There. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's what they call that a lot. And the other thing that part of the Fangio principles up front is he doesn't really play. I have a hard time describing it, but he kind of plays not a one gap or a two gap, but a gap and a half in a way, you know, like. Aaron Donald with the Rams would not just always attack through the B gap, but he'd also be kind of looking over his shoulder at the other and have the, the ability to flip his gaps and run defense and work for a long time to be able to play with lighter boxes. 
One more note next, Matt, on uh, another first-time coordinator that's getting head coach interviews now. Bobby Slowick is doing the tour of second interviews, in-person interviews after a first round of Zoom interviews now that the Texans have been eliminated. And the domino effect for the Texans, because speaking of the Eagles, they're looking for an offensive coordinator as well. And the Texans need to figure some things out going forward for their young quarterback so they're not flipping offenses every season here we'll get to that and the buffalo bills next today's episode of peacock and williamson is brought to you by FanDuel, america's number one sports book and of course it is playoff season it is championship sunday and it is a great time to get in on the action now with FanDuel. and at america's number one sports book you can get 150 in bonus bets right now for new customers guaranteed 150 when you place a five dollar bet that's win or lose on that first $5 bet, by the way. 150 bucks in bonus bets to bet on. 49ers and Lions. Niners favored by seven at home. The Baltimore Ravens favored by three and a half over the Kansas City Chiefs right now. We're going to make our picks and preview those games to end the week on Friday's episode. Injury reports and a, and a lot to, uh, to get into there. Same game parlays. Tons of championship Sunday bets to make. Draft futures, if you're into that, it's one of my favorite things to bet on all year long. And any sport out there, you can find it at FanDuel. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. That is FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. So Dave Canales, fast riser, does a great job as an offensive coordinator. And if you do that, you are going to be on head coaching radars. And we're seeing the same thing with Bobby Slowick and the job he did on D'Amico Ryan's staff, first-year play caller and offensive coordinator with the Houston Texans. He's getting head coach interviews. He uh, either is going to or already has had uh, a second in-person interview with the Washington Commanders. And I believe today, as we're recording right now, he's in Atlanta meeting with Arthur Blank uh, on his second interview after apparently yeah. having a really good Zoom interview with them. And I bring that up because not only is it you know pertinent information with what's going on with uh, with coaches hiring and, and, you know, how these dominoes are starting to fall, two big dominoes and two jobs now taken off the board here uh, today as we speak. But according to Adam Schefter, Texans quarterback coach, Jared Johnson, interviewed with the Eagles for their offensive coordinator job. And if you're the Texans, you're th- almost like, well, shoot, we kind of need Slowick to get hired this year, even though he's your offensive coordinator, because if he doesn't, you might lose him next year, and then you already yeah, lost yeah. the guy who was going to replace him in Jared Johnson, who's your quarterback coach in-house. So, I mean, it's if you lose Johnson this year, then you lose Slowick. Now you got neither one of them. Would it be better to lose Slowick now so you could keep Jared Johnson and keep some continuity there for C.J. Stroud? It's like when I go grocery shop and I spend a couple hundred bucks at the local grocery store, fill the cupboards, and then I go do a Steeler show for a day. I come back and my teenagers have just ravaged everything. You know, like, you know, like it's just like where'd everything go? I just bought hundreds of dollars worth of stuff. You have to, you have to buy stuff that maybe is not your favorite, but make sure they don't like it, so it at least it'll be around for you when you open it up. <laughs> good stuff, but not good enough. You know, like Slowick's too good, you know? Yeah. Um, along those lines, though, another little curveball, just to, you mentioned Schefter. I wanted to throw this out there, too. Per Schefter, Belichick is not the leader in the clubhouse in Atlanta. So is Slowick the leader of the clubhouse there, too? I mean, like, I, I don't know. There's a lot of dominoes all of a sudden, and there aren't many seats left. Whether four more, co- there's four coaching or three, I think. There's three coaching vacancies right now. Three, yeah. Washington, yesterday, two are yeah, gone. So there's only yep, three. Yep, yep. 
Seattle's been really quiet too, and they're not going to go from a 70-year-old coach to a 70-year-old coach, right? So I don't think Belichick fits there. So now it's down to Washington and Atlanta. Atlanta, that's it. Yeah, I mean, if Belichick's going to coach next year. Yeah. So I teased this yesterday, and we don't have to have this whole conversation, but do we know, do we know the Bills are safe? I think we do. They are. Okay. I think we do. I think we do. Although. It would have came out by now. The, the timing of the, the Fangio. Can you imagine keeping Bill in the East? I mean. Make Bill the head coach of the Bills? Hold Bill, Bill, Bill. Kill Bill. Bills are. We had this conversation, obviously, in, in the, the Bills conversation. Sean McDermott, it stems from a question on Wednesday's mailbag about mm-hmm. uh, especially the, the Cowboys, but the Eagles and Cowboys, did they make the right decisions keeping their head coaches? And for the Cowboys especially, you know, you, the, the same result keeps happening. Mm-hmm. So you feel like you, you, if you want a different result, you got to change something, you know? So coach, quarterback, those are usually the, the big dominoes to change, you know? GM, coach, quarterback. They've already Josh done. Josh Allen isn't going anywhere. Right. The, Dayball left. Then you have Dorsey who gets fired. And so now you have the, you're on the third coordinator right, now yeah. for Josh Allen. So it, it's probably not a coordinator thing. And actually they got better with the most recent coordinator. They did. They did. So you're not going to blame. Uh, you're not going to blame the, the offensive coordinator, the guy that's calling the plays right now for Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. So what's the constant? It's Allen and it's Sean McDermott. And I one, one thing ain't going anywhere. <laughs> Josh Allen's down. <laughs> if ownership wants to change and it's like I'm tired of the same result, it's got to be Sean one option. Be head coach. Would they call Belichick though? I think it's warm. Could it be that they're like, wow, Belichick? We could get Belichick. That changes everything. We wouldn't. That we would changes all the dynamics. Sean McDermott, but we just played against this dude for twenty years. Uh, we would like to for him to be the head coach, and that might fix what's our problems. And guess what? We still have Josh Allen to do whatever he needs to do on the offensive side of the ball. That would be interesting. I could see that potentially being just a wild scenario. Yeah, that, like I don't know if you get a first-time head coach, you know, the Slowicks of the world, and make that change. right, right. And and, and if you I get a Mount Rushmore guy. Yeah, right. Could that change <laughs> the, the calculus? I, it, it could, because they're definitely not going to fight. His seat's warmer now going into the next yeah. year, I think. But I mean, this is your only Belichick? chance to get Belichick or a Hall of Fame guy. You know, I, I think, I, I mean, frankly, shouldn't 25 owners had this conversation with their GM as soon as Belichick became available? Like, yeah, we really like our guy, but that's Bill Belichick. You know, like and, you know, you can have those conversations too, because it's not like you have to ask permission anymore. Belichick's a, right, not not doesn't have a job. You don't have to put in any paperwork. You could right. call up Bill Belichick's call agent, his agent call right. his cell number, and be like, "Hey, Bill, you want to be head coach of the Bills, Bill?" Yeah, you say, "Hey, Bill, I, I I congratulate you on a, on a great run with the uh, New England Patriots." And he's like, "Oh yeah, wouldn't mind coming to coach you." Oh really? That's really interesting. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> what do you think the Bills' yeah. record would be in the division over the next two years? I bet they'd be four and zero against New England. Let's do this. Uh, all no teams have coaches anymore. The Buffalo Bills are on the clock. Sean McDermott and Bill Belichick are on the right. draft board. Who do they draft? Who who do they pick as their coach if they didn't already have Sean McDermott under contract? The guy that's going to have more wins than anybody that does get it done in the playoffs. <laughs> So like who do you, do you trust in the AFC championship game coach in your team? Belichick or McDermott? I think that's what it comes down to. You know what I mean? I was so I I, I did this was all you with the Bills, and, and you were like, Are you sure that the Bills mm-hmm. 
seat is not hot? Are you sure that everyone's safe? And I didn't really think about it. Maybe some warmth going into next year. I don't think it's Eagles Cowboys level, but these are Are good teams with high expectations that didn't reach them. You know, So are you just asking the question or do you think, are you down on Sean McDermott and the Buffalo Bills? That's, that's what my question would be to you. I'm not exactly the reporter insider type, as you know, and I don't have tons of friends around the league, but I have heard people say these exact words that, that I trust that are that type of people. The Bills will never win the Super Bowl with McDermott as a head coach. You know, that he's, this is a terrible analogy, but he's the Kirk Cousins. You know, he's really good, but he's never, he's not Mahomes. He's not Allen. You know what I mean? Like he's the 10th, the 12th best, you know, he's a B. Like, so he's the Jared Goff. And then if you have a Matthew yeah. Stafford, you can go get, you go get him. You go get him. Right. Like, I don't think any of that's going to happen. I'm not trying to stir the pot or anything like that, but. My hunch is Bill is going to coach somewhere. Will it be the Bills? I mean, especially if he, if he doesn't get the Falcon job, is he going to fall back on the commander job? I, I don't know. I just have no idea. I mean, I'm just spitballing. What's the thing you change for Buffalo if there's no coach, quarterback, coordinator changes? Nothing. You just run it back again with lesser personnel because you got right salary cap problems, problems right, draft right. and develop and, and give it another shot. On, right. I mean, you've been super close. Like, I think they're a great organization. If they play the Chiefs 10 times, I think they win five of them, but they always seem to be – they're always tails when you flip that coin. Four. They win four. Four. Yeah. 4.5. You know? yeah. I mean, it's always – it'd be less Three than 50 Right, right, right. <laughs> History shows they don't win 50-50 against that team. Real quick, Bill Belichick. Just, like, just a year in the booth? Would you be interested in, in – because in, he's obviously- – I'd love to hear him. Because I've seen him in other, like talking to reporters at the podium, he's a certain, it's a, he's a certain person. When he puts a mask him, on, or you get him in a suit yeah. and talking to other folks, it, it's a little bit different. And he's got some great stories, so I wouldn't mind a year from him in some capacity, broadcasting and then coming back. But it's hard at his age amazing. to do that as well. It'd be amazing at his age. I don't know that he could take a year off and not come back. But even like when he does, like. He's such a historian of the league. Like when they did that top 100 players, he would sit in there and talk about Red Grange, you know, and tell stories. And he was personable and smart as could be. I'd love to hear from him, right? Yeah, because he's so smart and you don't ever get to hear any of that. You don't get to, you know, there's no, I want to see videos of like what he's installing and and why he's such a good coach because he doesn't give you any of that in a professional, you're a reporter, I'm the head coach, I have to be here, I'm obligated to be here sort of a, a question and answer scenario. People say he's funny, not like in the Patriots building, but like floating on a boat, having a beer with them fishing <laughs> that he's funny. You know, like I can hardly even imagine like, you know, is Emperor Palpatine funny behind the scenes? Like, I don't think so. <laughs> you know? Ooh, Bill Belichick. We'll see where he ends up. If anywhere, Jim Harbaugh, now the head coach of the Chargers, Dave Canales, now the head coach of the Carolina Panthers, just a few head coaching jobs left and a lot of jockeying for coordinators to be done still around the nfl and of course of course matt and i will have that covered for you every day as we do here on peacock and williamson tomorrow it's time previewing and making picks for championship sunday 49ers lions baltimore ravens kansas city chiefs right here peacock and williamson